Welcome to the Chronify Podcast. This is Ben Miller. Today's episode is about imposter syndrome and insecurity in the workplace. Before we get to that, if you're enjoying the podcast, please do subscribe. And if you're downright loving it, leave a review. That's a great way to show the algo that this is something worth sharing. Now, let's get to the episode. When I was just getting started in my career, I got a compliment from one of the people I worked with. He told me I asked better questions than people who'd been there for a few years. So, of course, I patted myself on the back, whether it was my good genes, my intellectual curiosity, my then thick head of hair, or something else I was all too willing to take credit for my superior approach to the workplace. Then a few years passed. I wasn't getting complimented for my great questions anymore, because I wasn't asking them. Some younger kid was probably getting complimented for his excellent questions and being implicitly compared to my lack of them. There's something about being young and hungry. You're fresh out of school and expected to be drinking from a fire hose of new knowledge and climbing the steep learning curve that comes with entering the workforce. This is the way it's always been done, finds no footing within your brain. You want answers that mean something, and you don't know enough yet to be expected to only ask the right questions. It's nowhere written explicitly, but there's an open window for questions that's at its widest aperture when you show up on day one. It's open wide for a while, but as the months drag on, the window starts to close. Little by little, he needs to know this so he can be most effective at his job. What else can we help him with? Transforms into, he should have known this by now. What else is he ignorant about? Okay, I've done a bit of sleight of hand here. Nobody's actually saying these things. But that's what's going on in the head of the not-so-new hire who's thinking about asking a question. So we come to imposter syndrome. Highly competitive work environments are extremely fertile breeding grounds for imposter syndrome. This is the often undiscussed ailment where a person, irrespective of his qualifications or knowledge, feels like he's perpetually on the brink of being found out. Found out for what? Found out for not belonging, not having what it takes, not knowing what he's supposed to know to do his job. I had imposter syndrome in spades. I was surrounded by people with IQs off the charts who all appeared to know exactly what they were supposed to know. I, on the other hand, was perpetually terrified of being asked one of the million questions to which it was my job to know the answer and being known for what I actually was, someone who didn't have all the answers. There's a point at which in the eye of the asker, a potential question transitions from being a symptom of competence to a symptom of incompetence. Somewhere along the way, I lost that youthful and vocal curiosity. In fact, there was a strong correlation between the onset of my baldness and the onset of my silence. Maybe it was the hair after all. I'd reallocated at least part of my energy away from intellectual progress and toward intellectual reputation. Almost everyone does this, and the implications are tragic. It doesn't take a genius to take a step back and see that I was shortchanging myself in the process. In so many cases, those questions I should have asked at three years in but didn't because I was afraid of looking like a moron were questions I still didn't know the answer to six years in when asking them would surely make me look like a moron. By sweeping my youthful ignorance under the rug, it had a chance to compound into meaningful ignorance down the line. Every unasked question just got more and more impossible to ask as time went on. 
I was good at my job, but I was hindering myself with every question that I left unasked. When you put yourself in the shoes of your employer, it's obvious that you'd rather employ somebody who always asks questions when in doubt than someone who always pretends he doesn't have any questions. So why is it so hard to admit our own ignorance? Our egos won't permit us to admit that we don't know everything when everyone around us pretends they do know everything. In hindsight, everything seems so clear. Whenever I had a question to which I couldn't find the answer on my own, I should have asked it. Not doing so was just setting future me up for an even larger hurdle to surmount. I was buying my self-esteem with a credit card when I could have paid cash. Now here's an aside on the question, did you Google it? Oh, how I hated being asked this question, because I hadn't Googled it. When you're thinking of asking a question that's not urgent this second, don't get caught in a place where the honest answer to this question is no. Embracing curiosity is not an excuse for laziness. Unless you absolutely have to, don't bother those around you with questions to which you could easily look up the answers on your own. They have their own work to do. Now back to the lesson. When you have a question, ask it. If this process leads you to an uncomfortable spot with those with whom you work, you're not in the right place. It's just like dating. If you're not being authentic from the get-go, you're just setting yourself up for pain down the line. For many on the path to financial independence, or FI, one of the key drivers is dissatisfaction with the nature of their present work. Remember, getting to FI is not a sprint. It's more important to keep the engine running sustainably than to make it run faster. If those with whom you work don't appreciate your curiosity, you should work with someone else who does. Curiosity is what leads to growth. Keep that youthful spirit alive and never stop growing.